Welcome to Looking Unto Jesus. Today we're going to be reading an, an excerpt from a sermon from Samuel Davies, one of the greatest preachers that has ever blessed the church. And he's going to be talking about not only the preeminence of the gospel, but the essentiality of the gospel in the salvation of men. Before I read this, let me just say that, especially to the young preachers, um, I hear so much preaching today focused on so many things, some of them good, but in the light of the gospel, they're trivial. We must always preach the gospel. We must always study the gospel. We must grow in our knowledge of the gospel. We must make it known to men because it is the only, the only means, the only message by which men might be saved. I pray especially for some of you young preachers, that you would give your life, your heart to knowing this singular message and to learning how to proclaim it as the Bible sets it forth. So let's read Samuel Davies. When I consider I am speaking to an assembly of sinners, guilty, depraved, helpless creatures, and that if ever you be saved, it will be only through Jesus Christ in that way which the gospel reveals. When I consider that your everlasting life and happiness turn upon this hinge, namely the reception you give to this Savior and this way of salvation, I say, when I consider these things, I can think of no subject I can more properly choose than to recommend the Lord Jesus to your acceptance and to explain and instill upon you the method of salvation through his mediation, or in other words, to preach the pure gospel to you. For the gospel, in the most proper sense, is nothing else but a revelation of the way of salvation for the sinners of Adam's race. Samuel Davies, The Sermons of Reverend Samuel Davies, Volume 1, page 109. Again, before we address this text, We have been given such a serious and solemn stewardship. We are vessels of clay and nothing more. But if we are preachers of the gospel, we contain within us the most precious of all cargoes, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Study it, know it, meditate upon it and preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. Not dressed up, but raw, scandalous, and powerful. Samuel Davies writes, When I consider I am speaking to an assembly of sinners, guilty, depraved, helpless creatures. Now I want you to think about that. Do you remember in Ezekiel 37 when God took Ezekiel out to that valley of dry bones? He took him around. He showed him those bones. He proved to him that they were very dry. When we preach, we are like Ezekiel. We are standing in a valley of dry bones. They have no life, nothing that we can give them. They need the regenerating work of the Spirit of God. And God has promised to carry out that work through the preaching of the gospel. But the more and you and I 
dress up the gospel, the more we attempt to make it palatable to our contemporary age, the less power of the gospel remains in the message we preach. Oh, men, please, please preach the gospel, the gospel of Scripture, because those people who are sitting that are hearing you, that are listening, they are not just in need of their best life now. They don't just need their self-esteem combed. They are sinners on the way to hell. They are radically depraved no matter how well they dress themselves. And there is only one message that can save them. It is the message of Jesus Christ. He says, when I consider I am speaking to an assembly of sinners, guilty, depraved, helpless creatures, and that if ever you be saved, it will be only through Jesus Christ in that way which the gospel reveals. When I consider that your everlasting life and happiness turn upon this hinge, and namely the reception you give to this Savior and to this way of salvation, I say when I consider these things, I can think of no subject I can more properly choose than to recommend the Lord Jesus to your acceptance and to explain and instill upon you the method of salvation through his mediation. I watch men, I watch preachers. And it is good to be joyful. And there should be some winsomeness in the ministers of Christ. But oftentimes I see men handle the gospel of Jesus Christ as though they were young boys playing marbles with diamonds. Oh, dear brothers, do you not see how serious of a matter this is? If we preach any gospel other than the one that was preached by the apostles, that was confirmed by Christ, we're anathema, we're cursed before God. And if we sow any seed except true gospel seed, do you not see that we will poison God's field? And in the end, many will die because of us. We have a solemn thing we have to do. I, I suppose it, it, it is a great thing to be a king. It is a solemn responsibility to be a president. It is an important thing to be a, a medical doctor. But all these men have impact only upon the temporal. But the preacher has impact upon the eternal. And if that does not weigh you down a bit, then you do not understand the office. And you may not even carry a mantle. It is a great burden. And we must carry it out, not according to some book that's been written by men with regard to how, grow, how to grow a church. No, we must carry it out according to the solemn dictates of Scripture. We have not been called to be inventive or strategic or innovative we have been called to submit to the task that has been given to us to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel of Scripture and to do it in a way that the gospel that the scriptures demand. Let's go on. He says, when I consider these things, I can think of no subject I can more properly choose than to recommend the Lord Jesus to your acceptance and to explain 
and instill upon you the method of salvation through his mediation. And in other words, to preach the pure gospel to you. The ministry of gospel preaching. In some ways. It is threefold. It is proclamation. It is proclamation. We proclaim the words of the gospel to men and we do it as heralds. But then there is also explanation. We are to be like scribes, men who draw from the Old and New Testament, explaining, expounding what we mean in our proclamation. And then finally, we are to be exhorters to beg men to plead with men to come to Christ. I hear many men pre preach the gospel inaccurately. I hear many men also preach the gospel accurately, but without passion, without urgency, without an earnestness in their heart. They do not plead with men. This is not merely a Bible study. But it's calling all men everywhere to repent and believe the gospel. I believe it was the great preacher Peter Masters who said that you haven't preached the gospel if you do not urgently plead for men to repent and believe. He says in the most proper sense, the gospel in the most proper sense is nothing else but a revelation of the way of salvation for the sinners of Adam's race. It is a singular message. And if you have been called to preach, you have a singular task to make known the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, well, what about the rest of the Bible? We need to preach the full counsel of God. But what you need to understand, the entire scripture is either pointing to the gospel. Explaining the gospel. Or telling us how to live in light of the gospel. Everything in scripture. Jesus said, you search, you search, you search the scriptures. But they were ignorant of the fact that it all pointed to him. And it all points to his work of redemption. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you, especially for you young preachers, that you will start on a right track. Be gospel men. Let every let all the crowds do whatever they may. Let them run to this new fad and that new fad. Let them stray back and forth. But you. Set yourself to being a gospel preacher. Preach the gospel. Revel in the gospel, be set aflame with the gospel and beg men to know the gospel. Well, again, I hope this has been helpful to you. And this is also, I hope, evidence as to why it is good to read old preachers and their old books. God bless.